Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're going to play the, what was going on this time last year? Probably, we were, we were a little bit happier. A uh, little less recession, a little less inflation. ETH was in a better place. Uh, my horses were yeah. better. Definitely was a different place, wasn't it, uh, a year ago? <laughs> oh, my. Anyway, we're going to play Jumping in the Time Machine using archive.org. But first, what are we seeing in the news? Oh, man. So we have got Moonbirds oddities. They have been revealed, and it has not been a, uh, a good thing for the price uh price is down let's see i think it was up at like two eight or so before reveal down at like one five one six right now as i'm looking at these uh so they are supposed to be what an owl regurgitates before feeding it's it's young ones um and these are well they're designed by gremlin a you know, relatively you know a, a legend i mean i should say relatively a legend in in the nft art world and um you know it's just not what most people expected it's you know somewhat awkward art um not a lot of space to design with and i think the idea wasn't uh, wasn't exactly what people had in mind so i think that's some of what we're seeing right now um i don't have any of these so you know wasn't watching too closely but uh, yeah we're you taking a look at these george what do you think well i stayed with the pixelated form and here's the problem like it would be fine it would be completely fine if this was a new drop and being like, look, I'm grumbling, I'm going to have a joke, I'm going to have a laugh, I'm going to go out and create a thing. The problem is expectation. Expectation here was a, a bit of a variable, variable that was set very high because uh, these Moonbird oddities were dropped to people holding Moonbirds. And, you know, they were, look, if, if they're being dropped on uh, Moonbird, right, which was at that time going for like 20 ETH, you're like, oh my gosh, this thing must be worth like the same thing that, uh, you know, mutant apes. Like that's the mutant ape play. You're like, oh my gosh, mutant apes are two moon, you know, the moonbird oddities. Uh, and I think with that level of expectation, this reveal was wildly underwhelming. You're looking at pixelated graphics of little rats <laughs> with, you know, right? it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Glad I'm not bolting one of those right now. And, you know, as uh, you mentioned, you would have hopefully, or you said you definitely would have sold before the reveal if you had been an owner. So I, you know, congrats to everyone did sell ahead of time, you know, and, you know, who knows? I don't know where the price of this goes, but we certainly know that the, the art isn't everything. Um, and I'm not going to, to make any predictions on this one because it, uh, it has already far exceeded, um, or the, the Moonbirds project has definitely exceeded what I expected. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, I'm. Um, we'll wait and watch and see, but I'm not going near this thing. Um, there's a lot of activity today, I think, as as uh, as it tries to find a new floor. So, um, 
yeah, we'll watch. All right. So this, uh, this next headline, uh, I thought this was a pretty cool project. Uh, this is called Club NFT. It's from Jason Bailey, who also goes by Art Gnome. Um, and this is a project to be able to back up your NFTs. Uh, we have talked in the past about how most of your NFTs, most of the NFTs out there are not actually on chain. They are pointing to another location. They have a link that might go to IPFS or Arweave or, you know, maybe even a very centralized server. The idea with Club NFT is that you could back up all of your images so that if anything ever happened to any of those uh, links or to those servers or anything else, that you would have a backup of the file. Um, you know, this has happened in the past where entire marketplaces and the early marketplaces have gone offline and there are, for example, X copy pieces that you can't see anymore, but you can see that there is a token there. There's just no, uh, no visual item. Um, so great project, a great idea. Um, I'm definitely going to check into this a bit more because, uh, I've thought about that before and I would at least like to have a, a hard copy of, you know, hard copy of the file somewhere on my own, uh, system or, you know, and even if a, it's a cloud system, something like that. Are you telling me right click, save as? Absolutely. Hey, you know, I, I think this is the point important thing for me here is that you could actually have the image should something happen to it, you know, the, the blockchain will be there regardless of what happens to the image and you can prove that you own it, but, uh, without the image existing, you can never look at it again. And I would say that would probably cause a, uh, a, a drop in value. Just a little bit. You're like, I own it. Like you own a line of code and a broken image. Yeah, that's right. I own it. Okay. I, mean, I don't even know what you would do at that point. So. Let's hypothetically say in a source image file for your, you know, fill in the blank has disappeared, right? It's pointing toward a, a file that's gone. You have it. Now, what is your manner of recourse? Do you magic? Because you can't edit over the code, right? You can't change that URL without the, the author. Right? Yeah, you're going to change, yeah, you wouldn't be able to change the, the token itself. You know, I think that there would be other ways that you could essentially layer in a club NFT if they had a way to put in an updated, uh, you know, updated URL on top of it, but it would require you actually looking for that somewhere else. You know, I think for, for now, this is better for personal storage. I am curious to see where they go with this because I think it is, you know, we've talked about this as it is an issue that, that should be addressed better than it's being addressed of. Don't worry about it. It'll probably be there when you want it in 30 years. <laughs> mm -mm. Yeah, no way. That's, that's never the case. I never say never. And that's never the, like, it's simply won't. someone will stop paying a server bill at some point and be like, ah, people don't care about this anymore. Or like, I'm going to, I'm going to rug this, rug this. Yeah, credit card expiration dates are a problem within a few years. So, you know, that alone will, will cause all sorts of issues. <laughs> that's really funny. So. We could actually figure it out. What is the average length of a credit card expiration? Like a few years. So all of the credit cards that were put on file in 2021, when we had this huge burst of creation of things, I predict in three years, when those credit cards run out, there's going to be a lot of Hey, You know, it's certainly an issue that, uh, that SAS, uh, subscription businesses have to deal with credit card expiration dates are a big hindrance in getting people to stay on as a subscriber. I'm not saying it's the the thing that's going to cause problems, but there will be cases where I think that will, that will be the end of uh, certain server bills. Well, 2024, 2024, I think that will, that'll be the year where a bunch of these things go dark. 
a lot, a lot of image not founds. So that'll be like most of OpenSea. Like, uh, what am I browsing? Yeah, right. All right, George, I wanted to make sure that you saw this headline in case okay. you were trying to get over to get to this. There is a castle party for Trevor Jones's, uh, his, his collectors over in Sterling Castle in Ireland. You're not going to make a last minute trip, are you? I would love to do this. I am, I have hold two of these, um, for some reason. So I have an extra ticket if you want to come with. I, um. Has this done anything to the price? I mean, this is I I like Trevor Jones originally because uh he he was pushing the envelope, I think, in terms of utility. Like there's the the joke of this is that he put this out there uh, uh and said that if Bitcoin hits and is probably the, the death knell for Bitcoin, seventy seven, seven all sevens basically, seventy seven thousand, blah 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 blah. Um, that it would trigger an auction for anybody holding. So he turned his NFTs into essentially lottery tickets for an, an extra, um, you know, win this or that, I think, uh, of extra NFT distributions and rewards. It was cool at the time. I thought it was interesting. And like one of the things he joked about was a castle party. I think he just wanted to have his castle party. So, uh, it's still yeah. happening. And it's actually, it was, I was surprised at how quickly um, it did fill up. It seems like there wasn't much of a chance to get on that list. So people are still pretty into this and hey, you know, if and when we do get back to 77, 777, I'm sorry, you know what I meant. That Bitcoin price, that magical seven price, maybe we'll see uh, some more excitement around the project. What do you think? Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to put this on the short list for our affordable project. I, here's what I believe. If you believe that Bitcoin eventually is going to get to that number, then there's going to be hype around this project again. Right now. Uh, it makes me a little sick to my stomach, but the current price is sitting at 0.09. E. And he is in, I mean, he's definitely a, an OG in the, the crypto art space. And um, yeah, that's not a bad idea to just put that out and keep that on a short list. Yeah, it makes me sick to my stomach, though, because I know what I paid for it. Whatever. All right. Well, we won't <laughs> get into that any further. <laughs> but uh, okay, we get a couple of headlines that I felt like go together a bit. We've got Minecraft banning NFTs on their game servers. This is uh, somewhat um, notable because it's an open source thing and there have been people working on uh, working with NFTs in that ecosystem. And then related, maybe not, maybe not related, but at the same tone, we've got San Diego Comic Con refusing NFT related programming at the event this year. Uh, very surprising to me, especially um, after one of our recent uh, projects, um, our recent featured projects mentioned um, how we mentioned that one of the, or the Comic-Con founder was behind uh, that project. And that is, the name's escaping me right now, George, if you could help me out there. <laughs> oh, what is it? It was the, uh, the Kumite project, uh, the, 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 uh, oh, yeah, the Comic-Con founder is uh, on that team. So a little surprised that they are uh blocking i shouldn't say this like blocking but rejecting nft focused content you won't see that in headlines i'm sure there will be some nft uh you know mentions in talks and, and uh at different booths and all but they are not seems like they are not going to let that be featured so we're definitely seeing some pushback on nfts from from some you know relatively big names here you mean from Microsoft. in Microsoft with mine with Minecraft, yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've been seeing also just like 
a lot more uh, uh, DMCA takedowns and like uh, more legal action being uh, considered. There was a project we actually talked about, like the one of the, the DJ Kids ones that got a Nintendo uh, takedown request. And so I am, I'm, I'm not surprised and people paying attention to now a lot more of, <clears throat> uh, of this IP as they make their own plans to enter probably. So they're trying to clean it up. So I, I'd be careful and I, I should be more careful probably when doing that check of any project, especially new drop projects. You're like, oh, it's fine. Ask for permission later. Like, you know, it's not cool to your, your, your price or your, your treasury is like, when you get a, you get a legal request for takedown from a, a fortune 500 company yeah no nobody wants to see that in their inbox right all right we've got another story related to axie infinity and smooth love potion i feel like we end up talking about this an awful lot for uh, you know how little we actually have, have been involved with this game but you know it's uh it's big because of the numbers that it does but here we've got a company that is uh trying to help gamers pay their bills use using Smooth Love Potion, SLP. Uh, so they've raised 13 million to figure this out, try to figure out a way to actually use that token for something other than just earning and dumping. You know, we've seen this as being one of the big problems with getting these play to earn games to, uh, you know, to, to hold steady over time. You know, what we see is that they're pump and dump sort of systems here. And hopefully if there are ways to use it beyond just earning and dumping to get to another token, uh, you know, the price can hold a little more steady over time. Yeah, I have no no comment on this one. I, yeah, I think. All right. SLP, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Actually, I have comments on it, but I'll wait until the, uh, the this time last year. Yeah, that's, that's probably good. I'm certainly not jumping towards this, not recommending anyone to, to get into Axie. You know, I think that we will see people experiment with these with these tokens look at them as experiments and wait until someone figures it out would be my recommendation. Yeah, look, the inflationary effects of play-to-earn dynamics aren't magically solved by passing, sort of passing the liability onto the, you know, the, the bill pay or the next person in the chain. The, the fundamental asset uh, needs uh, a higher level of stability. Like, just fundamentally speaking, where's the money coming from? Show me. Are you running ads? Are you selling things? Like if it's just generated based on new people coming in and buying new game pieces that then fund the people that earn it because they play it, that system is tenuous at best. And the fact that you can then use that currency that you earned to pay for some other thing is like, it doesn't, it doesn't wake you up. Okay. What do you have as an affordable project? We spent some time looking. We're trying to we're trying to branch out from our uh, Ethereum first and only mindset, and uh, I think I like what you found here. All right, so I've got yeah an FXash project here. This is by let's say Andreas Rao R A U, um, and the project is called Concrete. It is a collection of 640 pieces. Um, it's a floor of. <laughs> Let's see, it's a floor of 96 Tez as we're, as we're recording this, Tez is about $1.80. Um, so let's see, you know, we're at, you know, somewhere about $175 or so for a floor here. Um, you know, they, there's a decent number um, at 100, let's say about 
five at a hundred or less, um, starts moving up relatively quickly after that. They are all black and white. Um, it's, they go together like geographic shapes, but there's a lot of texture to the pieces. Um, this artist has three collections on Tezos, um, on FX hash, I should, I should say, uh, loom, concrete and elevation. Concrete is the, the, uh, most affordable at this point. It's also the, the largest collection. The, uh, loom collection, um, is at a floor of 600 Tez. Um, so quite a bit higher. Um, I have noticed this artist, uh, is active on Twitter has not a huge following about a little over uh, 5,600, but a lot of, um, a lot of big collectors follow him uh, a lot of people from art blocks i've noticed are also following him so a lot of people that are very into the generative art scene um, which definitely seems like a, a good thing to me wouldn't surprise me um to see him maybe end up on another platform which uh, certainly could help uh these these projects on uh, fx dash get a little bit more exposure so is that the thought here where this artist is you know making a name being held and i also like to see other projects that they have with higher floors as much as you know you can love hate the floor but like show me that other people have seen value and you are beginning to be established and so the the game is that if uh you know andreas gets listed on other uh other platforms then suddenly it goes up his site is pretty tight i'll say this is like a really really cool graphics and imagery going on uh, on on a site that he has listed andreasrao.eu and there are um, there are more projects here yeah stuff on object um oh yeah very cool site here some really interesting projects definitely recommend checking this out even if you aren't collecting worth checking out it's work it's so interesting i think we're definitely in a wild west i mean clearly i don't need me to tell you that where you can just go to like, there's no floor for an artist really that can easily be found. So there's real upside to like digging around in some of these things. So if you really wanted to get a piece uh, of his, you can actually get one on object because I just like hunted around through his projects for 29 Ted's. So you can do it. I mean, clearly, you know, the, the type of art they're creating, you, you should like it and see upside in it, but you know, there's, <laughs> it's, it's there. Um, the other piece, the other thing to to realize is you know there's a look at the volume and see that if there are any recent sales as always um and he has he has pieces moving as well so also i'll, I'll post what i found on on objects so you can go and shop for your yourself it's so funny it's so hard sometimes to do this podcast because i'm like actively looking I'm like oh my this is a good deal and it gets sucked in a <laughs> rabbit hole like well maybe i gotta go get this <laughs> before before we release it and tell everybody else what we're doing here. Um, but you know, fortunately the, the 50 of you that are listening, uh, aren't enough usually to move the floor or you're too slow. So I still have time. Anyway, are you ready to play the game, Andrew? All right. Yeah. Let's get into it. What was going on a year ago? So I went to webarchive.org, my, one of my favorite sites and pulled up crypto slam and went to 30 days and I'm looking at, you know, a, a pretty decent snapshot. So this is like mid July of 2021. What was going on? All right. Drummer all playing at home and Andrew playing. You can't look. What do you think was number one in sales volume? Oh, I'm not supposed to look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I've got it up in front of me here, but okay, hide it. Have... <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> oh. Well, I have. I've, uh, look, if I guessed, if I if I had maybe guessed at this point, you know, I, I think I probably would have guessed something like, I mean, in the Ethereum world, either arc locks or maybe punks, just because they had been on such a strong run. Um, you know, we were in a very different uh, <laughs> world a year ago, where I mean, board apes were were. A strong project, but they certainly weren't all over the the leaderboard, from what I recall. Yeah. So running up number one was Axie Infinity at this time last year it was just killing it, and um, just massive, massive volume uh, in terms of sales, like you know, doing over three hundred million. It would be like, holy cow, really get people's attention on it. Followed by NBA Top Shot. Um, NBA Top Shot was really ripping, still, which is surprising to me. I thought NBA Top Shot had like cooled off a bit and i'm looking at the 30 day um 30 day view because anything could happen in a day so it gives me a little bit more stability at the overall volume and then you get four deep we do have four deeps up there at number three over crypto punks that is surprising to me um that it yeah, already, already over overtaken oh hinting at the future art blocks you're spot on and art blocks is still you know it's impressive actually um it's impressive that Artblocks is um, still up in the, if I'm looking at our current 30-day, um, still in there. It's like hovering at 96. So currently doing 20 million. And last year at this time for that 30-day, Artblocks was, um, oh my God, that's a lot more money. About 14 million. So quite quite impressive. Again, it's tough looking at it because of the, the volume, but this time last year, Artblocks had 9,000 transactions going on. And right now, it's got 10,000 transactions going on. So it's like, I know it's we're in a, in a slump and whatnot, but, you know, it's, the activity is uh, still, still there. Okay, so here's, here's one of the, here's the reason, the other reason why I like going through here. The sort of like there and immediately gone, and you're like, Axie Infinity is going to be here forever. NBA Top Shot is always going to be at this high level. Like, both of those are still around, but they are massively depressed. They're nowhere in, you know, nowhere in the hunt anymore. Uh, another, another one that is like there and done is uh, the Wicked Craniums had this, uh, had this run randomly. Uh, and clearly it is, it is no longer, no longer in the, uh, I don't even see it in the top 100. Oh, I don't, yeah, I'm not seeing it anywhere here. Um, you know, as you're saying, Top Shot is, it's at least number 15 right now, but yeah, like you said, it was at almost 38 million uh, a year ago in the past 30 days. And right now it's at 7 million. So quite a drop. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are they now? I'm going to go find the floor. All right. I want you to guess the floor of Wicked Craniums. The floor for Wicked Craniums. Uh, let's see. So we were looking at, well, that doesn't mean we don't have the floor here, but um, I don't know, 0. 0.09. Oh, 0.11. Nailed it. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, you did give me a pretty good hint that it wasn't good. <laughs> Not great. But yeah, in terms of in terms of that, you know, it's it he's like, why is that, you know, why did that not make it and board apes did? Who knows? The wind, the the team, the the whales. Uh yeah, you know another one? Oh, go ahead. You did you uh, Deadheads is in here. Um that it was like number eleven. This time last year, doing like six million, seven thousand transactions. Like I don't even use that. Not a glimpse on anybody's radar anymore. Gone. Yeah, what sticks out to me here is B friends. B friends was number nine at the time, and 
it's uh let's see number 58 right now um and it yeah, it's definitely a project that didn't seem to do real well after the release of the you know the, the second project um you know, it's got a floor price of 8.1 ETH still, but um, definitely, has, I don't think that it's mentioned among those, mentioned the same way that it was among the, the absolute leading projects that it, that it was at one point. Yeah, and the, the transaction volume has also greatly decreased. It had like 500 transactions back then, now it's down to like 179. So the floor price is even more suspect. I mean, eight is, is pretty, pretty high. And also keep in mind that, Part of the utility value was entrance to VCon for three years. And so one of the three tickets have been punched. So does that mean a drop in value? Perhaps. I mean, you know, I, I would not count Gary V out, but uh, it is, um, it is certainly a question as the three years expire and you're like, all right, well, what does this give access to at that point? And how much value is, have is essentially already been extracted by the existing holders. It's interesting to note how many projects here, there aren't a lot, but how many projects are actually doing more volume now than they were a year ago I'm among the projects in the top 10 anyway. And we do see that with projects like CryptoPunks. In the last 30 days, they've done 54 billion of sales. A year ago, at this point, they had done 33 million of sales. That's, that's surprising to me. Um, similarly, we've got Bored Apes that right now they've done their own. 53 million a year ago, they had done, um, let's see about 36 million. So we see that that, you know, has just inc steadily increased, um, while really we've seen CryptoPunks kind of bounce back the last few months here. Yeah. I think the CryptoPunk story was strengthened by them, uh, appointing, I guess that, that head of branding for it. Um, someone's going to be taking the, taking the reins on it. Another speaking of CryptoPunks, uh, playoff that one was Mebits. You did. You did pretty darn well with Mebits. Um, I had a decent play with Mebits. They sold too early, classically. Uh, but it was number seven this time last year, doing 10 million uh, in, in total volume tracking and 1,300 transactions. So quite a, quite a bit there. And Mebits is now you know significantly less, doing 4 million and only 658 transactions in the trailing, um, in the trailing 30 days right now, coming in at number 22. You know, there, there's a lot, I think, uh, it's impressive actually that Mebits has still managed to stay despite its stumblings. Um, there's, I'm, there's I'm curious how much of that is wash trading. I don't know how much they felt oh, their out yeah. on Crypto Slam, but we definitely still see a lot of wash trading among Mebits on the, uh, the looks rare marketplace, or at least last I looked at it, I think looks rare is nearly done with their token emissions. I don't know. It's been, it's been really hard to, to figure out what is real with that with that Mebits collection, the way it's been, uh, the way it's been traded. Oh, Mooncats, this time last year was number 22. I love me a Mooncat. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Still around. They're still around. Um, again, our play, we've recommended them, I think a couple of times on this and we're both holders. Uh, our, our, um, our hope is that, uh, the studio just gets bought and they just, um, are able to hand off, the. Uh, the legacy of like first cat on chain kind of thing. What's really interesting here is how many of these from, from a year ago, well, I don't recall ever hearing of then, and I certainly don't see on the list now. And it's something to just keep in mind. There's plenty on the, the list from today that I don't recognize and I don't expect to be on this list in a year. And 
you've got to keep in mind that there are so few of these that are going to, to stick around and, you know, let alone hold their value, but even just stick around and be around in a year. That's why we play this game. It really is to steal your, your mind on this thing being like, okay, let's just, let's just be brutally honest. Do you think Goblin Town is going to be on this when we play this time next year? Um, if all things go, <laughs> go all right. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, but there's, uh, I think an important note of like, right, what are you holding truly? And there's beginning to be this sort of, especially in this time, like a flight toward quality, which is why we're like, when we're choosing, we're coming back to like shopping in, in pools of like art blocks, which was around last year. It's around this year. It's still throwing up high levels of transactions, which means people see it and identify it. And it's like staying, you know, seemingly around for whatever that means. Uh, Versus like the faster it rises, the faster it falls. Like I'm impressed that our blocks is still, still up there. And I think it's a testament to them doing so well curating quality. Yeah. I mean, I think what we talked about the Lindy effect, and I think we have to start thinking about, you know, which are the projects that are sustaining. I mean, CryptoPunks we know have been around for a long time and I don't expect that they will be off this list in a year. Now I think we can start saying that our blocks is more likely to be, to stay on this list because they have, or stay at the top of the, towards the top of this list, because they have been there for such a long time. You know, I think board apes are in that list of, or in that, that category at this point. And, you know, there aren't a lot others that I would feel competent saying will be among the, the top 20 projects or so, um, year after year. Yeah. I think our box is unique too, because they're, they're constantly adding to it and it's a large collection growing larger you know, yep. how that does, yeah. Yeah. side of it. So it's like, it's tough. I don't know. I get I mean, the theory the of service. I think that's, well, that's one that we're seeing oh, now. Yeah. And that's interesting to me. That was not there a year ago at all. Um, you know, I'm trying to see where it was a year ago. And uh, that, that one's interesting because that's obviously relatively endless, but nobody was paying attention to that as, uh, or relatively few people were paying attention outside of just using it as, you know, get your own username for ETH, for the ETH world. And that's about it. Um, now we definitely see people, you know, snatching up hundreds, if not you know, dozens, hundreds, thousands of those, uh, ENS names. Yeah, cool cats is still around though. They've had a, a rocky, a rocky trip. Kind of. Yeah. I'd say that. You know, if you had, if you'd picked a different animal back at the time the cool cats was ripping you, uh, you would have done maybe a little bit better, but who's to say it's certainly, um, done better than some other projects that fizzled to nothing. Just not what most, many people expected at, at, from where they were at one point. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for playing. Anything else you want to highlight here before we sign off? No, I think we've, uh, you know, picked out some, some highlights, but you know, go check it out. Uh, we'll, we'll drop some links to this as well. You know, let us know what you've noticed and, you know, point out some things that, that just make no sense after a year. Yeah, it's, it's very, very healthy to, to get you in that mindset. And, and sadly, terrible memories of what's in my wallet that I've just sort of. <laughs> the other way to do it, just how is your wallet? <laughs> Here's what you do. Go to mostlystable.e and just have a look. See. Oh, well. Oh, All right. boy. I think I got to go get one of these FX hash pieces. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 
3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.